to Talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. It's Friday night football at Pataudry tonight and it's third v fourth as the Dons welcome Hibs last Sunday's Scottish Cup semi-final. Well, didn't go to plan and boss Derek McInnes is just happy to be back playing football. I'm glad we've got a game pretty quickly afterwards. You know, at the same token, we don't play again for... I mean, I won't see a lot of my players for a couple of weeks, really. Um, we don't get them back into the Thursday before the, the Rangers game. So, effectively, it's important from that point of view that we try and uh, get a positive result, a good performance, hopefully, but get the three points, and then we can feel good about ourselves and, and uh, have it look, reflect on a strong start to the campaign. I think if we win, I think we would be our second strongest start in 20 years in the league. Um, with points for their game so you know that's something that we we feel there's been a positive start but wanted to uh, just uh, reinforce that North Sound 1 Red Friday Evening, I'm Mike and I'm joined by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny, who are in position at Pataudry. It's a huge game tonight and we've loads to talk about, but let's start with that match last Sunday. It just didn't go to plan, did it, Dave? No, it didn't. Um, Aberdeen came out with a very attacking lineup and they went at Celtic, but uh, unfortunately the half chances they had early on didn't come to anything and uh, then... Uh, just a, a few minutes spell where the Celtic got the two goals and t- to be honest it was a, a great performance from, from if you're a Celtic fan that first half was as good as they've, they've played the manager admitted it was as good as they've played for a long time so very disappointing but uh, as Derek was saying you know, we just got to get back up and we've got a game five days after that, that Cup semi-final defeat so you know it's a huge game tonight and the chance to Leapfrog Hibs, who themselves have the chance to go second. So it's uh, should be a, should be a good one here tonight. Yeah, looking forward to it tonight. Just briefly on last week, Andrew as well. There was was a, a lot of disappointment, I think, among the fans. More so because I think we felt that given the league game and the way Celtic have been playing, that the Dons had a real chance. And then, of course, last night possibly didn't help with Celtic getting that heavy defeat um, against a, a, a weakened side as well, who haven't been playing much of late. Um, so you do you do look at it and wonder but at the same time as Dave said you've just sometimes got to move on yeah I mean it's, what it does highlight is the inconsistency of Celtic which is not something that uh, you could tag them with in, in recent years because they've, they've just steamrolled everybody but uh, at the moment they just don't seem to have uh, the wherewithal uh, to, to be able to string together any decent results and uh, I mean Scott Brown said that was the best that they played in the semi-final best they'd played for 18 months and uh, it's just unfortunate that Aberdeen get in the wrong end of so many of Celtic's top top performances and you look at the goals, the second one was a bit scruffy but the first one I mean uh, Brian Christie it was a fantastic goal, it's a a goal that you know you hope that he can replicate for Scotland and Serbia on Thursday night and you just felt when it went in you thought sod, why did it have to be Ryan? Because (laughs) Aberdeen played such a big part in his football development, that spell that he had here uh, at Pataudry on loan made him so much of a better player, Uh, it was so unfortunate we weren't able to, to buy him and, and really benefit from all the good that um, we'd, we'd put into Ryan Christie and there he scored 
scored a League Cup final winner against us and now a, a Scottish Cup semi-final a wonder goal against us but uh, no, on the day Celtic were the better side there's no getting away from it but uh, had we played them the, the Celtic that we saw last night, I think Aberdeen would have beaten them. Yeah. Uh, well, attention does turn to tonight, of course, and it's Hibs. It's third against fourth. Hibs just above the Dons in third, albeit with one more game played. And Scott Wright knows that tonight is going to be a tough challenge. We know we know Hibs have had a, a real good start to the season. Um, and as you say, we know they're going to come up expecting to try and get a result. But you know, we've got to just try and look at ourselves and, and play to our strengths and, and hopefully we can get a result. It's always always good going into an international break off the back of a good result. And as you say, if, if we can beat them, we obviously go up to up to third, which is, is so important, I think, for us um, in a club like this. So obviously, as I said before, we just need to, to make sure we go into the game right and, and focus on ourselves and, and play to our strengths. Yeah, I mean, there's not you don't really need an incentive before an Aberdeen game, I don't think, as a player, but what an incentive. You've got two there. First of all, it's getting into that third place spot, equal in points with Celtic, albeit with that extra game uh, in played, Celtic playing Sunday. And then secondly, it's going into that international break, that really important international break with a win. Yeah, and uh, we were just saying before we came on air that the last few international breaks, although they're only a fortnight, they have seemed to just drag by before <laughs> we're back again. And we've got the same after tonight, so and it's even longer because we're playing on the Friday as opposed to the Saturday or Sunday. So, uh, no, it's it's it is psychologically for the fans, for the players, for the whole club. It makes such a difference if you can go in with a win behind you, and as I say, a win behind you on a Friday night is great because you can go into the weekend and watch the well, Celtic Rangers still to play the two games. There's obviously another three games tonight, but uh, no, uh, as Scott said, there's so many incentives for both sides. To be honest, yeah, for both sides, and Hibs will be in a similar vein of thought to the Dons last week. Another missed opportunity, maybe more so for Hibs, Andrew, given that it was that tale of the two penalties in the other semi-final against Hearts, and uh, they'll be hurting from not having made the final Absolutely uh, the onus was on them as the, the Premiership side they had the favourites tag attached to them yes that can go out the window when it's a local derby like uh, a Hearts-Hibs game uh, but uh, they had the chance and uh, poor old Kevin Nisbet um, his penalty crashing off the bar and Craig Gordon being in such inspired form uh, conspired against them and it, it, it's for the first time in a lot of years it's uh, the two sides who played the previous cup final who will meet in this year's last year's cup final yeah. if you know what I mean yes this year's <laughs> last year's it gets very complicated um, you're the stats man Andrew do you, what was the last one do you know uh, now you've gone and thrown me a curveball <laughs> it was probably Aberdeen Rangers that's what I was thinking late, late 80s um, early, early 80s. 80s oh early yeah, 80s early that 80s. was the league cup wasn't it the, the late league 80s. cup yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we yeah, did we not beat Rangers in consecutive? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, yeah. four, the 4-1 extra time victory in 82, 82 followed by the 1-0 victory against the Rangers in... 1983 when, so when Fergie threw the dummy out the pram at the end of the game that's right slaughtered that's the players right. yeah um, but uh, no it's well done to Hearts I mean uh, 
as I said, you know, inspired goalkeeping from Craig Gordon, who's been rewarded for that display with um, uh, a recall to the Scotland national squad. Uh, there's not many keepers can pull off the, the quality of saves that he, he did, particularly the one from Kevin Nisbet's header. But uh, I think Celtic will be too strong for them in the final, although Hearts, fueled by still this feeling of injustice, um, will be doughty opponents, I'm quite sure. Yeah, and ironically, just briefly on that, Celtic could do with a goalkeeper like Craig Gordon. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. I mean, at the moment, I mean, Scott Bain has, has had his moments, but uh, uh, Barkas looks a, a wee bit of a, a dodgy signing and a, a lot of money uh, was splashed out bringing the Greek to Celtic Park and you couldn't have seen him saving that header, Dave. I mean, that was a, 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 a save that you'd... You'd fancy Craig Gordon to make, but it was still a brilliant save. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was quite amazed when Celtic did so little to hold on, especially when Forster, was, it was clear he wasn't going to be coming back, and they, they should have been really you're just pushing the boat out to keep Craig Gordon. And, and the thing is, he's although he's coming up 37... That's not old in terms of goalkeepers. Um, he could still play for another two, three years. Um, maybe not at the same level by the time you hit 40, but um, hey, Dino's off won a World Cup when he was 40. <laughs> very true. There have been many goalkeepers play into their 40s. And uh, tonight, of course, it's going to be a very, very different game. Looking at the form of the Dons and Hibs in the league, it is kind of similar, really. It's uh, for, for Hibs, they've gone the last four games with uh, a loss, a win, a draw, and a win. And the Dons, a win, a draw, and a win, and a draw. So not huge. Hugely different form book-wise, Dave, but it is home advantage. No fans. That's a real shame for a game like this, though. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's Friday. All the ingredients of a, a, a really exciting game being on a Friday night. Two teams that are vying for that uh, third place, second place stroke, and uh, you know, just it should be a good game. Hibs have got a pretty poor record here in recent times. They haven't won for eight years here at Pitodry. So let's hope that uh, tonight isn't going to that isn't going to change this evening. Yeah, and Andrew, from Derek McInnes' point of view, Aberdeen have been playing this attacking football this season, and it's done. So so well, but Hibs are another team that like to attack, and it, it, does it mean that we're going to have an open game, or does it mean it's going to be nil-nil? <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll be nil-nil, um, but there's been one or two tight games uh, in the last few years. There's been other games where Aberdeen have run away with things, but uh, I think that it'll be two good footballing sides. Uh, the surface looks perfect. There's not too much breeze. It's a chilly kind of evening, but probably ideal for, for playing football. Um, I just hope that Aberdeen are a wee bit tighter defensively because we've shipped far too many goals at home, I'm sure, for the manager's liking. We haven't conceded any at all on the road in the league this season, which is terrific. But um, I think we've got to try and keep things as tight as we can. But the manager will tell you the trade-off for being attack-minded is that you are likely to concede more goals. And I think fans and people watching this game on TV would rather see goals than see two attacks being blunted by strong defences. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that there'll be goals. And, you know, Hibs have conceded more goals here than any other club in Scotland, bar Motherwell, in league games. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, let's find out what the fans are thinking ahead of this one, because although no fans in the stadium, of course, the fans will be listening and watching and hoping for a Don's win tonight. And uh, we're going to start off with our fan reporter, Graham Watt. Graham, how do you see tonight going? Yeah, Mike, looking forward to tonight. Friday night games, we have a, a good record in them. 
I can't remember a defeat in the Friday night games. Andrew will confirm that. I, I think we have a very good record in the Friday night games. I, I feel confident. I think Aberdeen will get the job done tonight. It'll, having Watkins missing and Hayes missing is a, is a miss. But I think Kennedy came in last week and he showed, you know, what he offers. He was very good going forward. Um, so I think he will just slot in there and it'll, it'll be fine. I don't see any problems with that. Put the disappointment of last week behind us and try and get that three points on the board and we'll see how it goes. But as Derek says, he likes to get that win before the international break. And we have quite a few few lads going away. So to get that win before the break and put us above Hibernian, I think it'll be the main priority tonight for the team and Derek. And I'm confident, Mike. I think I'm going to say 3-1 tonight. Hopefully. Here we go. Yeah, we take 3-1, Graham. Let's get the thoughts of some other fans. We're going to hear from Don's fan, Michelle, and we'll also hear from photographer Stephen Dobson. First of all, Michelle. Yeah, it's rubbish that there's still no fans allowed in. Um, a Friday night fixture is always a good one to go to. I think we were all really disappointed about the result against Celtic in the Cup after such a good performance the weekend before. I think there was a real sense of belief that we could do it and beat them. I think... Even without the fans there tonight, the boys will want to come out and get back to winning ways before the break. Both teams are on good form just now in the league, but I reckon we can do it tonight. I reckon we'll go out there, we'll get the three points on the board before the break and get back to winning ways. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game tonight, isn't it? I'm looking forward to it. It's just a real shame the fans are still not allowed back into Petrodri because they love going to a game on a Friday night. I think both teams have had a good start to the season. Third place is up for grabs again, so it'll be a close one. Hibs have kept five clean sheets on the road so far, so I don't think there's going to be much in it. But I think Aberdeen will just have the edge. So I'm going to go for 1-0 Aberdeen hedges. Let's get the thoughts as well of former Don Scott Thompson. I think it'll be a really close game tonight, and I think it'll be a good few goals in it. Because Aberdeen are scoring goals and Hibs can definitely score goals as well. I'm going to go for 3-2 to Aberdeen tonight. But as I said, I think these two teams, Hibs and Aberdeen, will be comfortably in the top six by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, goals, it depends. Which, I mean, you've got 1-0, you got a 3-2, you got a 3-1 there. So lots of different uh, thoughts on what the score might be. But one constant that we know is that Marley Watkins is going to be a miss, Andrew, for the Dons. He is. I mean, I think he's he's been a, an excellent addition to the squad uh, for this loan period up till January because he holds the ball up well. He's a strong runner. Uh, he, he'd shown that he, he knew the weight at the back of the net uh, on a couple of occasions. And he, he will be missed. There's no question at all about that. But um, if Big Sam Cosgrove comes back in, into the game, uh, into the, the starting 11 tonight... Uh, I think once Sam gets his first goal, Dave, it'll be like it was a couple of years ago. He's a streak goal scorer. And get one and you can see two or three coming along. Yeah, and he'll be determined to get that first goal under his belt. And I mean, Sam, like so many of the players, has been... Building his physique up during the lockdown and uh, working hard in the gym to get himself back to fitness. But uh, no, I think it's just a matter of time um, before Sam gets back. And was it 20, 23 goals he had last 23, year? I think, wasn't it? Um, it was funny. I saw an interview he did with Mal for Red TV, and Mal had said, Has it been frustrating sitting watching? And he says, Yeah, because if I'd been playing, I'd be in double figures by this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, that's he's, good. He's, he's set he's, himself he's up. Plenty of confidence. Yeah, well, confidence is what being a striker is all about. We will be talking more about tonight's game. It is Aberdeen against Hibs. It's Friday night football at Pataudry. No fans, so it's a little different. 7.45 kickoff. We'll hopefully have some team news as well. That's all on the way. 
time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Friday night football at Pataudry and it's Aberdeen against Hibs 7.45 and Andrew Graham there, our fan reporter, mentioned that it's generally been happy Friday nights for the Dons. Um, you've got a bit of the history. I mean, I remember way back for the first one, I think we talked about that at the last Friday night game, but uh, have Aberdeen lost a Friday night game yet? Yes, we did, unfortunately. Oh. Oh, well. We lost to Celtic Well, uh, yeah, um, okay. and it was lost within the first 10 minutes, I think, Dave, wasn't it? 3-0 after... 15, minutes, 15 something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. Um, it was yet another occasion where Celtic played absolutely like their skins against Aberdeen. Not that they only raised their game against Aberdeen, but they do it in a remarkably uh, regular uh, time. But uh, no, uh, that's the only one that I can remember I think that losing. Is early um, in a Friday. It all started with the 4 0 against Dunfermline, which was the first one. And yeah. the, the fans, uh, you know, as uh, Stephen was mentioning in his clip, you know. And, and Graham, the, the fans, and Michelle, in fact, the, the fans, uh, they they love the Friday nights. They do, and yeah. You, you, you sets you up for a great weekend, great doesn't weekend it? Great weekend and go out for a, a drink after after the game. Which you can't do now. Exactly. <laughs> um, the, the, there is one that I remember, certainly, against Hibs. I'm, I can't remember if we've played Hibs more than once on a Friday night. But did the, Willow, the one Willow? when Willow scored that yeah. absolute screamer and didn't know what to do to celebrate, so we ran to <laughs> the Hibs score, fans. Didn't score very many. <laughs> no, but um, that was that was a, a really good one. Did Gary Mackay Stephen score? Was that a Friday night game? Uh, was it? I don't know. But Gary yeah, Mackay Stephen scored quite a lot. He, he, he play liked playing Hibs. against Hibs. Yes, um, particularly when he when Effie Ambrose played for for Hibs. But um, now the, there's been games. Where as I mentioned before, they've been quite tight, and and I have a tendency to agree with um, Stephen that you know Hibs have kept clean sheets on a regular uh, basis away from home. Uh, Aberdeen have been shipping goals at home, but uh, keeping it tight at, at the back on their away trips. So I can see there just being a, a single goal in it, and that's what I'm going for is is one nil to Aberdeen. But um, I'd love to um, have Nipper Thompson's uh, one come. Right, although it makes for a fraught evening if it's three-two because um, uh, you know tight games like the St Mirren game last yeah. Friday uh, night game that we had here um, keep you on the edge of their seat right to the bitter end. Yeah, and David, it is so important to get the result tonight. And the, the most important is part of that is the fact that we've got this two-week break coming up and the next game isn't until Sunday the 22nd of November. It's away to Rangers. You don't want to be thinking about that game and waiting and watching the clock for two weeks because, as you said, that international break at the moment, this year, more than ever, it's felt like a very long break. It certainly has. And if we don't get the right result on the, on Thursday in the, in the playoff, it'll feel even longer, I'm quite sure. But, yeah... You know, Waiter Rangers is the next game, so it's so important to try and leapfrog Hibs with that game in hand over the Easter Road side uh, before we go into that uh, that two-week break. How does uh, Derek McInnes do that then, Andrew? What does he say to the players going into this one? It's been a, it's been a difficult week, but luckily, as he said, a short week because the game obviously was Sunday. Now it's only Friday. Uh, Celtic as well, having that fairly disastrous European result last night. Um, so what does he say going into this one? Because it is 
as you said, all about getting a getting a result tonight. Be that one nil, be that three two, or or something completely completely different. But what is what's the message from the boss? I think um, you've got to just remember all the good things that you've done so far this season because Aberdeen have played an exciting brand of football. It's been good to watch. They've scored goals. Uh, a lot of different types of goals as well. Um, you know, when you're watching Scott Wright and Ryan Hedges in full flow, there's few finer sights in, in the Scottish game at the moment. And I think that's what, what you, you say to the players. The Cup semi-final was last season's competition. This is this season. We're You've still got two domestic cups to look exactly. forward to. Exactly. You've still got another unusual. Scottish Cup to, to look forward to, plus the League Cup, which will be starting for us um, later on this month so uh, you know it's not as though one of your your four targets in the season has gone and one of the four targets being the Europa League which is not a a realistic target let's be honest but um, the two domestic cups you want to go as deep as you possibly can in in them but that was last season's cup so let's forget about that this is uh, the league for this season and we've been doing really well in it so let's just keep going as the manager said I think we've made as strong a start as we have in the last 20 odd years Um, so just concentrate on, on all the good things that you've been doing you're up against a good Hibs side but they'll allow you to play football and I think it will be an entertaining match tonight Looking at the the league table Dave and it's not just about getting equal on points with Celtic albeit that would be a nice target to be to be hitting at this stage but it's also it's also about creating a bit of distance between Aberdeen and the rest of the table so you've got that top four a win puts the Dons two points ahead of Hibs but it also with a game in hand but it also stretches that lead between the Dons and Dungeon United and then the rest yeah absolutely the, the bigger the gap the over the rest because it's very very tight uh, from the bottom upwards to uh, even even fifth position and everyone be- seems to be beating everyone else so it is dog eat dog and, uh, but no you want to create a, a nice gap so that the four that are out there or, or three eventually stay clear of the rest of the pack uh, Andrew, uh, you've given us your thoughts in terms of predictions, but who's the player or players that you think we need to be keeping keeping an eye on tonight from a Don's perspective and from a Hibs point of view? Um, I think from an Aberdeen perspective, I think I mentioned the two Ryan Hedges and, and Scott Wright, but uh, I'm going to go for Matty Kennedy if he starts, and I see no reason why he shouldn't start because I thought he, he looked really bright when he he's, he played against Celtic last week, and when you consider the, the length of time that he'd been out for, and other than a few minutes in, in bounce games, he's, he's had no real action. Uh, I thought he, he looked really good, and, and he's the type of player that that could open up the, the Hibs defence. From a, a Hibs perspective, you always have to watch Martin Boyle. He's blessed with lightning pace. Uh, he's a much better football player now than he was a year ago, and... You know, he's he's one that you always have to keep your eye on because he, he's capable of, of turning a game in, in the blink of an eye almost, um, as we saw uh, when when Hibs beat us in the, the league down down the road uh, last season. He, he was excellent in that game. So it, it's it's going to be a, an interesting one. I'm just looking at the Twitter feed and I see the Hibs team has been named Marciano McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon, Doig, Boyle, Gogic, Newell, Murphy... 
Doidge and Nisbet. So they've, they've brought in Jamie Murphy, uh, who's on loan from Rangers for this one tonight. So it's an attack-minded uh, side that uh, Jack Ross has named. Um, just looking to see if Aberdeen's team has come up yet. No, don't see it. But as soon as I, as I hear it, I'll, yep. I'll interrupt and, Jump in. and let you know Jump who in. it is. Uh, Dave, from your point of view, then uh, the people, the the players, from Adon's perspective, and also how you see the game going. Obviously, we now know that Hibs fairly attacking lineup there. We expected that probably they are a team that play well on the front foot. Um, what's the who's the key man this evening? Do you think? Well, I think uh, Ross McCrory's partnership with uh, Lewis Ferguson in the engine room is so important for Aberdeen, and I think midfield's where this game's going to be won or lost tonight. And also, of course, uh, Ross looked to be heading to Easter Road um, mm-hmm. when Derek stepped in at last minute just as he did with Funso Ojo um, a few months earlier so he'll uh, Ross and Lewis probably I mean the battle in midfield unfortunately we didn't win it last last Sunday um, so they'll be out to make, to make amends and from a, a Hibs perspective I don't like the, the fact that Jamie Murphy's starting because he always impresses me as a player he's uh, uh, I think he's an excellent player on his day. The one thing in our favour might be that he hasn't had much game time recently, so hopefully that will work in our favour. But, yeah, as uh, Andrew Reid now, that, that Hibs team it is a very attacking 11 they've got to start. Yeah, and we'll be getting the team news as soon as we have it. You will know, and we're going to turn our attention now uh, to the women's game, and we're going to find out how Aberdeen are getting on in the women's league, and here is North Sound's Lois Mickey. It's first against third in the SWPL2 this weekend. Aberdeen have a 100% set record and they've scored 18 goals in their first three matches but they travel to take on Glasgow women who trail them in the division by three points co-manager Stuart Bathgate knows it'll be a challenge that, that should be a, a really good test for us on, on Sunday so we're down to Glasgow for that um, they've, they've had some decent results like everyone else at the start of the season like you say they're sitting in, sitting in second place um, they've got a lot of experience there um, from, uh, from the coach Craig Joyce down to all of the squad as well so it's uh, it should be a really good game on Sunday. Ahead of the match, we've been getting to know Stuart a little better. I asked him a series of quick-fire football-related questions. First of all, it's, it's always a typical one. What's your first football memory? To be honest, it will be... I used to... I grew up in Singapore. So I was born in Aberdeen, but grew up in Singapore. And um, my dad used to get um, VHS videos of, of uh, any Aberdeen games, particularly uh, Gothenburg 83, were sent over to in terms of coaching, when did you get involved with that? So I, I didn't get involved in coaching at all until I actually came back from the Middle East, that was in 2016. Um, and that was just down purely through my daughter wanted to play and um, there wasn't anybody to take, take a team for her at that point. I suppose being in a, a co-management team, you and Emma, there's going to be a dynamic there. What would you say is, is some of her strengths that maybe help play off of you? Emma's knowledge is, is phenomenal in the game. You know, she's been involved in football for a long time um, at various different levels as well. Um, and obviously, she's been involved with the, uh, the Scottish Women's National Team set up at age group level with the under 16 and things. So, just to be able to learn from Emma and some of her experiences in the game is uh, is a massive boost for me. And just finally, I imagine it might be more on the playing side, seeing as you know, as you say, you maybe didn't think you were going to get into coaching. If you had like an idol while you were growing up that you wanted to be like, is there anyone that sticks out, or is it not so much? I mean, obviously, growing up with the likes of Willie Miller um, in in in, a, in around Aberdeen for, for as long as he was and doing what he did, 
being able to now work with the likes of Neil Simpson is, is fantastic. So probably the likes of Willie and Neil when I was a, when I was a kid, Neil Cooper as well. I mean, did, uh, did what every Aberdeen boy dreams of doing. The Sunday's match kicks off in Glasgow at noon. You can follow updates on Twitter. Elsewhere, the Championship North sees Bucking host Dunfermline, Stonehaven are at home in a derby with Grampian, and West Dyke are welcoming Dundee West in the SWFL North slash East. There's a North East derby as Bucking Youth host West Dyke Thistle. Yeah, Willie Miller, not a bad idol to have as a player, Andrew? No, absolutely so, so not. Long from us just now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. likely, then. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a terrific area to, to grow up in, albeit um, uh, in the heat of Singapore instead of back home here in Aberdeen. But congratulations to the, to the girls. They started their season really, really well and uh, scored lots of goals. Mm. Yeah, and we're going to be keeping up to date with uh, the league throughout the season. Lewis will have a weekly report and we'll hear from Lewis again tomorrow on Red Saturday on North Sound 1. Uh, back to tonight's game then and we mentioned that attacking lineup. Uh, I'm assuming at the moment we still haven't got the teams uh, No the side team. of the Aberdeen side as okay. yet which is somewhat surprising. Andrew how do you think, uh, obviously the pressure's on now because we're going to find out in the next few minutes but how do you, how do you think the, the team will line up tonight? Um, I think uh, you'll be looking at uh, the usual sort of back division of um, you know Joe Lewis and goals, Hoban, Taylor, Considine, McCrory and Ferguson sitting in the middle of midfield. Um, the tweet has just come through. Ah, saved, saved by the bell. <laughs> no Thank you, boys. It is the team is Lewis, Hoban, Considine, Hedges, Taylor, Cosgrove, McLennan, Ferguson, Wright, Kennedy, and McCrory. So Matty Kennedy starts. Uh, Conor McLennan starts, so good pace, good strength in the wide areas. Uh, you've, you've got uh, Sam Cosgrove leading the attack. You've got the dynamic duo Hedges and Wright in there, uh, adding support up front. Uh, and the midfield engine room, uh, McCrory and Ferguson together again. And that settled looking back three in front of Joe Lewis, of Tommy Hoban, Ash Taylor and Andrew Considine. So uh, strong sides uh, have been named by both Jack Ross and Derek McInnes for uh, tonight's game. Yeah, strong side uh, for both teams, as Andrew was saying, Dave. And um, yeah, again, a statement of intent, I think, from Derek McInnes in terms of the way he wants the team to play. He wants that strength. Uh, He's looking at the the wide men as well. And Sam Cosgrove, I guess it's about getting game time right now. It certainly is. I mean, he's played just a couple of bit parts, or more than a bit part last last uh, Sunday, but yeah, it's about getting getting himself back up to full match sharpness, and as Andrew said earlier, as soon as he gets one goal I'm sure the floodgates will open, but uh, it doesn't look as though either manager is playing for a draw tonight, I think they're both <laughs> sending sides out to, to win the game, yeah. uh, although I'm sure Jack Ross, if pushed, would be quite happy if, if he got a draw at Pataudry. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is a strong looking side, I mean, he's, he's brought uh, the attacking uh, threat of Murphy in, in place of Kyle McGuinness, uh, who's a sitting midfield player, who, to be fair, likes to get himself forward as well, but um, uh, it is uh, a couple of attack-minded uh, starting 11, so scene set for what should be a cracker. Uh, looking Nothing each guarantee. Well, I was, what I was going to say was 2018-2019, scores between Hibs and Aberdeen. Uh, 2-1, so I'll, I'll go with Aberdeen's score ahead. So 2-1, 0 2-1, 0-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-1, 0-0, 1-1, 0-0. Do a high-scoring so, game then. All right, here's a question for you before we take a quick break. What is the highest scoring game? When was the highest scoring game between Aberdeen and Hibs? Do you know? 
I remember a horrendous 6-2 game here that Hibs won way back. Do you know uh, what year that might have been? Uh, about 1968, the 7th of December 1968. Going to have to make these much harder because you're absolutely right. That is the highest <laughs> aggregate score between Aberdeen and Hibs. Bobby Clark was dropped after that and ended up coming back as an outfield player. Uh, well, you just ruined my whole let's go how into the break. How, and how do you know the actual date? Give you Because I've got it written down uh, here in front of me. <laughs> uh, highest Aberdeen win? 7-0. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, that ruins my into the break, but we are going to talk more about it. Uh, the Dons and Hibs tonight, of course. What, what was I thinking asking Andrew Shiny about a stat? Where, where did you get your stats from? By the, just a matter of interest. I stole your book earlier on <laughs> oh. before you arrived at Pataudry. <laughs> uh, more build up next. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Friday night football at Pataudry. It's Aberdeen against Hibs, and uh, 7:45 kickoff means there's just an hour to go until kickoff. Uh, last week's beat the pundit. Then it was Don's fan Kev Lynch who was up against Dave McDermott. Uh, do you do you know how you got on last week, Dave? Yes, I do because I won <laughs> six three. In fact, I can give you an update on the table. I got I get six points. Uh-huh. Um, but that's six all now in the head to heads with the the. The, the punters okay all to play um, for but, but you and Andrew's still bottom he got three points season 37 you got three points you're in 46 Red Army got three points they're in 49 I get six points I'm in 55 okay well let's see if you can keep that uh, well I would say run but it has been stop start uh, going and this week it's uh, well let's find out who it is let's go to our fan reporter Graham and get this week's Beat the Pundit Red Army yes Mike the Aberdeen assassin Lee McAllister is going to take on Dave McDermott tonight. Let's see how he gets on. First of all, Lee, the Friday night games, Ross County versus Livingston. Your score prediction for that one. Ross County versus Livingston. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. St Mirren against Dundee United, Lee. St Mirren versus Dundee United. I fancy St Mirren to win 2-1. St Johnston against Kilmarnock. I fancy a 1-0 win for Kilmarnock versus Johnston. And the big one tonight for the Dons, Aberdeen against Hibsley. How do you see this one going? I reckon Aberdeen's get me winning this one 3-1 against Hibs. And then on Sunday, we have Motherwell versus Celtic. I think after the recent result, I think Celtic's going to be quite angry and quite furious. So I think it's going to be about 4-1 for Celtic. Rangers versus Hamilton. Rangers v Hamilton. I'll go for a 2-0 Rangers on that one. There we go then. That's Lee McAllister's predictions. Let's get yours now, Dave, and see if you can beat Lee McAllister. Uh, we're going to start with tonight's games. Ross County, Livingston. I should go 7-0 if it's Lee <laughs> McAllister up against, but I'll, I won't. I'll go 2-1 Ross County. Uh, next up, St Mirren against Dundee United. 1-1. Uh, uh, St Johnston, Kilmarnock. 2-1 Saints. And the big one, it's Aberdeen against Hibs. 2-0. At Sunday, the early kickoff, Motherwell hosts Celtic. 0-2. And then Rangers are at home to Hamilton. 4-0. Right, let's talk about some of those games then. There are four games going on in the top league tonight. And uh, interesting ones, Dundee United away to St Mirren. It's uh, quite an interesting one from both teams' perspective, especially, I, I would say, St Mirren, really. Yeah, well, St Mirren, of course, um, have played so little football in recent days because of the, the COVID problems that the, the club has had. They've had a, a, an investigation 
carried out and uh, hopefully this will be the start of them getting into a run so they may be a, a little ring rusty United you just never know what you're going to get with Dundee United at the moment so which is why I've gone for a, a share of the spoils but again like so many games in this league you, you wouldn't be surprised at either a home win, an away win, or a draw. Similarly, I would suggest that McDermott Parks and Johnson Kilmarnock tonight, and two teams again that you know, on their day are, are very strong teams, but it, it just it's kind of been stop start, particularly for St Johnston. But but even Kilmarnock just a couple of points ahead uh, in the league, and uh, yeah. three points ahead of them at the moment. For St Johnston, Craig Bryson back to full fitness. I was re- reading that he for the first time in literally since he before he came to Aberdeen he's been in total painless going into a game so he's back enjoying his football now uh, Kelly again as you say it's one that could go either way but I've, I've gone for a, a 2-1 home win because I think St Johnston's just starting to find a wee bit of form under Callum Davison Yeah two teams that haven't been on form are Ross County and Livingston Ross County started well but it's been a bit disastrous last five games four defeats and a draw in the league uh, Livingston, they've lost their last three, so again, tough one to call. Uh, I think what Lee, Lee McAlister went one-one. What was it you went for? I went for two-one for yeah. Ross County, Part, partly because they're lucky enough being a, a level one part of the country. They're um, they've got their three hundred fans in tonight, which mm-hmm. is not a lot. But when we saw here when Kilmarnock were here, even three hundred fans, it. it just does make such a difference having yeah. at least some fans in so uh, that that's one of my rationales for <laughs> going for a home win it's it's up in Dingwall um, so home advantage for Ross County but I think that just having the few fans there that they've got might make a difference. Motherwell Celtic Rangers Hamilton on Sunday and last night in Europe where well, we saw two very different stories Benfica Rangers um, Rangers going into that 3-0 lead uh, sorry 3-1 lead after being one goal down sending off fairly soft but it is still Benfica but then losing uh, two late goals or, or certainly that last seconds of the game conceding there to, you know, to, to not not pick up the three points when it looks so comfortable for them Celtic on the other hand a real disaster last night yeah, I mean, Rangers, first of all, I mean, it's, they would have taken 3-3 beforehand, no problem at all, uh, and especially after losing the, the, the goal very early on, but a bit criminal in Europe not shutting up shop when you're 3-1 up yeah. against 10 men, uh, so it, that's why it, I'm sure for Steven Gerrard it did feel like a, a defeat. As far as uh, Celtic are concerned, I, I think Mother will, will be very wary because... That's a, a result last night that will have hurt big style, and I think uh, they'll be out to put things right on Sunday because there's no doubt about it. If they don't, I mean he's already under pressure, but the pressure will just intensify on the uh, on Neil Lynn. Yeah, uh, both those games, of course, Sunday because of the games last night in Europe. We're going to now look at League One and uh, two great results for Northeast teams last week. Dave Clyde nil, Peter Head two, a really strong result on the road for the Blue Tune and Cove Rangers. That last minute goal. Um, Rory McAllister getting the goal which doesn't surprise anyone uh, 1-0 against Partick Thistle another huge result at home yeah great uh, start for um, for Cove and uh, up at the top of, of League 1 and uh, from Peter Head I, I said on last week's show that uh, I think Jim McAnally would have been 
pleased just to get off the the mark with a, a share of the spoils, but to get mm. all three points was uh, was brilliant, and hopefully that'll be them now that they're up and running. We'll see them move up that table pretty quickly. Yeah, they were very strong in the first half against Cove the week before, so it, it was a, a result that, whilst a good result, wasn't entirely uh, surprising because they did play some good stuff. But they've got a slightly different challenge, not such a big journey as well. They're away to Montrose. How do you think they'll get on? Yeah, Montrose um, again a bit uh, up and up and down, but although they're, they're they're on four points in the league at the moment, um, so there's only a um, a point between them, and uh, I, I think Peter, I fancy Peter Head to narrowly win that one, but uh, again, like so many games in Scottish football right now, it's very very difficult to predict. Another one that, well, we, we expect Cove Rangers' home form being so good that we would probably expect a, a win for Cove against second bottom Forfar. But, as you say, you just never know in, in football, but you would expect Cove to, to get the points there, wouldn't you? You would Forfar still to get themselves their first league win in the season. They've, they've uh, had two draws in their three games and one defeat. So, And Balmoral's become such a fortress for for Cove that uh, I'd be amazed if it wasn't a, a, a home a home win and th- that will keep Cove nicely at the top of the table with uh, three out of three yeah yeah absolutely back to tonight then because the attention turns to Petaudry kick off in under an hour's time uh, do you have the team news there at all just uh, thought we might run through that again if you've got it to hand uh, 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 we'll get it. get it I should have said for Cove it's four, it would be four out of four because uh, they've of played three games but uh, um yeah, they've, just, they've played the three games, which uh, with that game, the the, the, the Partick Thistle win there as well was their yeah. third. Uh, I, have, I do have the team okay. here. I put it in my bag. So that's <laughs> For safekeeping. Yeah, so Logan, Hoban, Considine, Hedges, Taylor, Cosgrove, McLennan, Ferguson, Wright, Kennedy and McCrory. So good to see Conor McLennan. We mentioned him earlier. Early on, he's, he's looked pretty dangerous when he's been involved this season. I think mm. uh, Connor, uh, like Scott Wright, he's, he does seem to have uh, bulked up during the, the, the summer. So um, fingers crossed that he's a, a good game. On the bench, it's Gary Wood, Shea Logan, Michael Devlin, Funsa King Ojo, Curtis Main, Niall McGinn, Greg Lee, Ronald Hernandez and Ryan Edmondson. So even allowing for Johnny Hayes and Marley Watkins being out injured, it's still a pretty strong bench there. It's not just a pretty strong bench. It's, it's actually quite incredible when you look at some of the, the problems that Aberdeen have faced over the last couple of years squad-wise with injuries. Uh, that, is, that is a bench of first-team players. Yes, it is. And so as we've said on a few occasions, that there, you can bring players in and it doesn't weaken the side in any shape or form. And it was great to see Greg Lee get some game time last Sunday, albeit on a, a losing uh, uh, on a losing team. But uh, good to see him back, and uh, that just adds to the competition for places that are all over the, the park in this club. How do you think the players are feeling ahead of this one? Do you think there's pressure on them after last weekend's result? Do you think they're, they're thinking about the fact that there is a break? Does that play on players' minds, do you think? I don't think it'll play in their minds. I think they'll just be very, very determined to go into that break on the on the back of three points. Um, and that, that's the most important thing. We've mentioned it uh, We've mentioned it a few times tonight. It's just it's so important. You, you leapfrog Hibs if you win. You go into that uh, two-week break knowing that you can look back and bask on the fact that you had a victory so so much to so much to um 
to, to it's so much incentive to get a, a win. But there's incentive there for Hibs as well. They, they, they're, they're, as Andrew said earlier, they're, they're hurting after that defeat to their bitter rivals last week. Yeah. Uh, quickly though, what would you what would you take? What would you prefer? A comfortable one nil Dons win or an exciting four three Dons win? A comfortable one <laughs> nil Dons win. I think just any any win in any shape or form will do. Yeah. The wind's picked up a wee bit here as well. It's yeah, also sounds like getting it, yeah. a bit uh, getting a bit chilly. Yeah. Uh, kickoff is under an hour away. It is Aberdeen against Hibs at Pataudry. Friday night football. We'll be back for Red Saturday tomorrow with all the analysis and much, much more right here on North Sound One. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk dogs. North Sound One. Red Friday.